Well, you, you say a disgrace, I say initiative. <laughs> Welcome to Entry Time. My name is Sean Robinson. My name is Darren Matthews. And uh, this week we have a whole, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, you got anything to get off your mind, Darren? Huh? Huh? Yeah, this is the part of the show where we pretend we haven't already been talking for 10 minutes, but we're going to talk about <laughs> what we're going to talk about in the show. So here we are. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, dude, I, I'm excited. Uh, we, we're allowed to train next week. So what? I'm... It's back. Yeah, uh, it's back. Well, it's back in pods of 15, so probably 14 <laughs> plus a coach. So I think the plan is play seven asides and hack the shit out of each other. It's going to be good fun. Sounds good, yeah. So, yeah, Half GA is able to return in the the north or the, the upper sixth. Not not a school thing. Uh, <laughs> that's the counties of Ireland. So, yeah, we're allowed to go back for, for now. I think it's a see how we get on kind of thing. I mean, they've, um, they've let golf go back and tennis and all that stuff. So you can't just let the Protestants play sports. You got to let us Exactly. Out, so. That's that's like I have. How many times in this podcast have I said... Formula One, tennis, and golf, they aren't sports. <laughs> and That's I know just somebody doing something for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking. Uh, so I went um, to get a little bit of an appreciation uh, for Formula One racing. I went uh, to a like outdoor, like, I don't know, like, it was really weird. It was like a motorized like karting experience uh at near hillsborough i'm blank or is it lion yeah lions racing um it's called it's called a go-kart jordan you can that's say it that's it it's that's a cart and it goes you yeah. were on it and you were going and uh so i did that to try and get a bit of an experience get in like lewis hamilton's head to see you know why he does it and to be honest not for me i, you, you I said, you know, i've been karting so Basically, one of my older brothers doesn't drink, so every year for his birthday we have to go go karting because we need something that we can do sober. So <laughs> we go and we're competitive enough as a family, and we'll have a couple of cousins over and some friends, and we try and put each other into the wall in Formula Karting down in Yuri. But that was your first time doing it. But I suppose like you drive a lot, so maybe you're just really yeah. bored pushing pedals and turning wheels. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. But like there was a good amount of speed and like. I don't know if there was something specifically wrong with my cart, but the steering wasn't great. And then there was one part where I was going uphill. And uh, if nobody, uh, if anybody listening to this doesn't know me, I'm a heavy guy. Um, the, I'm not joking. The cart was struggling to get up the hill. <laughs> see, see by the top of the hill, did you just look like a like an elderly lady out with doing her shopping? Just, exactly. Come on, you, fuck. you can fucking do this. Uh, <laughs> just uh yeah needing to change the wheels every fucking pit stop like um oh, which, so uh, so if this was mario if this was mario kart would you be uh, uh dead Kong or yeah. oh. dead last you'd be Donkey Kong. yeah either that or is it bowser the big like oh turtle, yeah bowser's yeah, good so good um the, the, how that works in mario kart is uh, which isn't a sport either no what <laughs> <laughs> is, uh i we sports fuck off you're playing computer games <laughs> is they're, they've got good speed overall, but their acceleration is dog shit. So if you're not good at cornering, you're 
yeah you're yeah. back 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 that, that was, in fact no i don't even think that was me because i didn't have good speed like on straights or anything like that i was like slow and steady wins the race and uh, everybody but doesn't then it's not a race um so that was what i did with my week uh and, and then obviously i've become a semi-professional hurler jordan robinson which is impossible because there's no such thing as professional hurling <laughs> uh yeah no, there's not okay. even there's not even semi-professional <laughs> i forgot to tell you it's entirely amateur what <laughs> yeah i want a free meat package from someone's car that's yeah. what i want to be paid to play <laughs> so yeah so jordan has uh jordan's probably done more hurling than i have this year yes, so correct uh he's on board i have he's got himself a, a good hurl and i have given him a couple of slippers hurl. and he has been fucking going mad yeah we've been over to the park a few times Exactly. Uh, he's very good at striking the ball. You're very good at you've got a good paw on you, as we would call. Oh yeah, you're yeah. catching the ball from all your years of playing softball. So yeah, so right, far. right. Uh, yeah, no, I um like I play Gaelic in boarding school and stuff like that with the one other Catholic person in my boarding school. Uh, yeah, it's he was a actually man team, by the way. <laughs> two years doesn't count. No, 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 no. We did it. We did it. Um, and he was like teaching me like you can't just pick the ball up. You know, it's this. It's the same in hurling where you don't like touch it off the ground with your hand. Um, and I, uh, there's a bit in my, uh, set that I still have to this day. It was like, um, he was teaching me how to play Gaelic and I was like, uh, Cahill, Cahill, Cahill. It's called garlic and you don't play it. You eat it. You have stupid finion. <laughs> and now look at you, you fucking hypocrite. Yeah, I know. Right. Playing uh, the fucking thing. Right. <laughs> Let's get on to, uh, what's happening. Um, so did you see the whole thing with Kepa Ar- Arisabalaga and Antonio Rudiger? Oh, the fact that's two names I can't pronounce. I have not. You better I, tell I, me. I think I, I did a decent job at that. So um, uh, the Spanish keeper Kepa and Antonio Rudiger, uh, the German, I think, center back for Chelsea, um, was uh, <laughs> they got into a little bit of a bust up uh, uh, after the defeat to West Bromwich Albion this weekend that we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, it seems to be serious enough to have hit the papers. Okay, what what happened? Is it uh, is it like fines after the fact, or uh, uh, well, you, I'll, it was it like a, a tunnel incident, or was it on the pitch? I no, I think it was in the locker room afterwards. So um, Chelsea manager uh, Thomas Tuchel, aka Ghost of Christmas Past, says things got heated in a serious situation before Kepa. Uh, Arisa Balaga and Antonio Rudiger on Sunday. Goalkeeper, uh, goalkeeper Kepa and defender Rudiger were involved in an incident following a training the day after uh, Chelsea's shock 5-2 defeat to West Bromwich Albion. Um, so I think it was just uh, a mixture of needing the air cleared after that because, you know, Chelsea are going for European spot. Uh, West Bromwich Albion are 19th being managed by Big Sam. Uh, it was Tuchel's first defeat as the Chelsea manager. And can, can yeah. I point out that those two getting very excited about each other? Should they not instead be fucked off at the guy that got sent off, thus leaving them with ten men and sixty <laughs> minutes to play? Yeah, come on, Thiago, what are you playing with? Um, you know I mean? Very strange, but um, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm really. It kind of reminds me of. Obviously, it didn't happen in the same kind of respect. But do you remember Lee Boyer and Kieran Dyer for Newcastle? That was very funny. I fucking love that. Both those players ended up playing for West Ham as well. <laughs> Folks, pa- pause this podcast and go on YouTube. That it's it's fucking hilarious. It's excellent. And did you see um, Lee Boyer in the press conference? Oh no, I've just seen it. Was no. there like an interview after? Yeah, there was an interview after, and 
was it Graham Sunis was the manager at the time? I think it was, uh, I yes. think it might have been Sunis. And <laughs> like he's sitting there, uh, Karen Dyer's on one side and Lee Boyer's on the other. And Lee Boyer just looks like, you know, like a scalped fucking school child going like, I'm not going to fucking apologize. They're doing for wrong. <laughs> I like that he's also now from Newtonards. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, that, uh, yeah, a little bit of football news for you. Also in uh, boxing, something that we don't uh, cover that often here, but uh, Belfast native Carl Frampton uh, lost and then retired. Yeah, from, he, uh, yeah, he, he lost the fight. And he said if he lost, he was going to retire because he didn't want to go back around the cycle to try and get himself another world title shot. He's mm. been world champion at two weights. He was going for a third. Just didn't happen for him, but he, uh, he said he was giving up and... Absolutely fair play to him. No dicking about. He did what he said he was going to do. He had a go. They threw the towel in in the sixth round, I think. Mm. But um, he's brilliant. I think he's, he's a really, really good example of a proper sports person from yeah. here as well. Doesn't exactly. have any, well, at the minute, he doesn't have any demons. He hasn't gone like Bestie on the pints uh, yeah. or Alex Higgins on the pints or anyone basically from here on the pints. pints okay. Yeah. So, so far, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's so millennial. It's not pine. So probably be, I don't know, some type of synthetic drug, yeah. <laughs> like spice or something. Well, actually just one of the sad things as well. Uh, a guy who has done uh, my podcast, Tyrone McKenna, Tyrone's fight was canceled because his opponent went in and then had to drop out of the boat. I don't know why I haven't read more, but I did see that Tyrone didn't get the fight. He was on the undercard of the Frampton fight, oh, sure. which was a real shame for him because he like he went the whole way through camp, went to Dubai, did the whole quarantine thing, and then didn't even get the fight. So uh, oh, hard luck, Tyrone, man. I'm sure that'll be rescheduled, and I hope you knock a fuck at your man for wasting your time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just more incentive to fucking get the win. Like. Um, but yeah, obviously, Carl Frampton... Uh... He's an absolute icon in terms of Northern Irish sports people. Uh, but also, and this is the only reason I like him, is because he's a massive Crusaders fan. Yes, so I believe. Well, yeah. he's from Tigers Bay, so that's his, that's exactly, his local right. club, isn't it? Like, yeah, so. right, right beside the Shore Road. I think he yeah. also, I think he played for Crusaders at an underage level, um, but I'm not quite sure. But like genuinely, it's kind of hard to think of him as, you know, being such a big name in boxing history. Um, because like uh, he would go to quite a lot of the home games and like you know uh, the Irish Cup finals and then uh, go into solitude when we were winning the cu- or winning the league and stuff. And nobody really asks him for a photo who goes to the games regularly um, because they all already have photos with him and he's just there every single fucking week. So you're just like, uh, it's it's nice to see that someone that big is supporting uh, grassroots football. Uh, well, you know uh, his local football league instead of you know say going over to old trafford every weekend every support united or whatever it is like so yeah carl front has a card front has a has a great thing about um he's a big um promoter of stuff like integrated education mm-hmm. and like he's he's involved in a mixed marriage so he's very he's very peace and understanding exactly. and he's a really great man for actually uniting the whole country around him which i think is absolutely fair play to him yeah uh, there was a brilliant story years ago where he got trolled for wearing a, an antrim jersey saw that yeah and uh, somebody, you know, somebody on Twitter was like, oh, you know, Carl, why are you wearing that Antrim jersey? And he was like, because I'm from Antrim. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, well, I, I also support know. Crusaders. Like, fuck up, would you? Get on your <laughs> yeah, life. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, 
Yeah, but uh, I hope I hope I'm, uh, Carl, if you're listening, um, I uh, I hope you all the best in your retirement. And uh, why am I honestly talking like this is a love letter to Carl Frampton? I know. No, here, look, um, absolutely. I think fair play to me, but he's been actually a real positive news story, especially for here, especially for sports. So, and he he did say a brilliant thing where he was like, "I'm retiring now because I've missed some stuff about my kids growing up and." You yeah. know, we're going to now reap the rewards of all the hard work we put in because hopefully he's retiring with a few pounds in his pocket. No fucking psychological conditions of those guys that keep okay. fighting when yeah. they should be retired. So, yeah, as you say, I mean, he's not listening, but I think anyone who's listening to this would be, has spent at least a night having a few beers cheering on Carl Fram. So, Carl, Carlos, or the Jackal, as he was originally called, for a plenty, man, and enjoy retirement. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do an episode about Carl Frampton one day. I'm up for that. I'm absolutely up for that. There's a there's a great boxing podcast he's on, um, Fights That Define Me, by a oh. very talented uh, friend of mine called Ali McKenzie. Uh, go check that out. There's a Carl Frampton episode where he talks about, I think it's the first time he fights for a world title. So it's not like, it's not a podcast about their biggest fights. It's a podcast about the fight they feel that was really that, pinnacle to their yeah, career. Yeah, that made them. So um, Frampton's on one of those. Go listen to that. It's very, very definitely. good. Definitely. Um, uh, there's also we're not going to get too too much into this, but uh, the uh, with football, uh, you know, uh, the summer's coming up. Uh, the transfer market soon will be open, and you're looking at what is happening with Erling Holland. I was going to say, only it's your week to ask questions. My question was going to be. Name a team. Holland hasn't been linked. That was only my question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Okay. It's let let me see. It is. The San Jose earthquake, and that's it. Of the yeah. MLS. He's and Joe's you know mad as well. Like he's everyone. been documented as going to visit all these teams. I love it. He's just going in, and they're you know they're probably going to show him the training right and all the bollocks. And he's just like, "What you pay me? That's it. That's yeah. all he's doing." There's no way he's going around all these teams, being like, "Oh yeah, their changing room setup seems lovely." Fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> talking like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man City, Man United, and what is he? Is he twenty two? Not even. Is he even yeah. old? No, I think he's under twenty one still. Although there is that thing as well where it, there's a photo of him as well because as I mentioned to you, I'm not sure if we did it on the podcast or privately, about mm-hmm. Norway talking about boycotting the World Cup. Oh no. I which means potentially this. he wouldn't be going. Now, although I think he said his personal take on it was if you were going to boycott the World Cup, why didn't you do it 10 years ago when they gave it to Qatar? Yeah. They're boycotting over the human rights violations because to build the stadiums in Qatar, they reckon over the last 10 years there's been like 6,000 Yeah, a lot of immigrants. deaths. Yeah. A lot of deaths just going towards um, them essentially using slave yeah. labor, yeah. Um, which obviously is disgusting, and I think it is a good thing. But yeah, as like Holland said, why didn't you do it ten years ago when it was awarded to it? When Qatar yeah. obviously has this big track record of number like not caring about uh, human rights, uh, and then obviously to the extent that they're essentially you know killing a, a vast <laughs> amount of people, it's yeah. It's a and number crazy. two, I'm pretty sure they didn't exist as a country until about 1986. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I am older than guitar. Uh, uh, that doesn't yeah. mean I'm better. It just means I'm older. You're not sure know. where you're going with that one, are you? No, no, damn it. I, I kind of fucked up with that one. I think, I think made... you, start, you started off with the right amount of outrage and then you're like, oh, I got yeah. so angry, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> no, all, all I could think was that I'm going to die sooner than the nation of Qatar. And I was like... <laughs> that's not really <laughs> I think one of the things one of the things we should look up as well before we but now before the World Cup comes up one of the two of us has to learn to pronounce it properly because I know we're both said it wrong I know I'm saying guitar I've seen, 
<laughs> I've seen it called guitar. Yeah. Uh, I think Qatar is one. Qatar, Qatar is what I say. Yeah. Is it Qatar? Qatar. I say yeah. Qatar. Well, no, I think that's fine. How did you get the Qatar in my car? Because I'm from Newry. You know what I mean? So is that, <laughs> that and then you've got um yeah, I mean they were still the ranking is is obviously dog shit in the FIFA World rankings, but they are mm. the host nation and they held the Republic of Ireland a one one draw. So, so that's they are terrible. They are terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, we're the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> um and just uh quickly, just before uh we get into this week in sport. Um, the Champions League quarterfinals uh, are this week, and there has been a um, a couple of upsets even before the matches have started in terms of players not being able to play because of positive coronavirus tests. Did you see this? No, who's missing it? Uh, Rafael uh, Varane for uh, Real Madrid. Okay. And there was someone else. I can't remember who, though. I was uh, thinking because if that it? affects like starting 11s, is that throwing your bookies odds and all that kind of stuff? It, it could alter stuff uh, because Ramos is out injured as well. So uh, Real Madrid's, you know, prime two centre backs are uh, out for the, it looks like both legs. So if he's not playing, then who's going to cheat and put Salah to the game? Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, I think it was Ilkay Gundogan as well. Oh, uh, he's good. He's oh, no, good, sorry, he? sorry, sorry. No, it's uh, Serge Canabry for Bayern Munich. Okay. Mm, we'll, so. we'll do it in the games to watch because it'll be on the time. But I, what, very, uh... very interesting how that's going to turn out. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it and then obviously put the, the blink of death of the in, the injury time <laughs> fucking call on games. Hey, we're good Jinx at that. that we do. Um, right. So, yeah, should... yeah, let's get on to it. Um, this week in sport. This week in sport this week in sport we'll start tuesday the 30th of march my birthday and you'll never guess what darren stephen baxter Baxter had a word with the lads in the changing room and go like right lads i know we haven't been playing well this season but it's jordan robinson's birthday today and if we don't win i'm sorry but we're calling a quits to the end of the season. And they came back against the, so. might, the mighty force of Porter Down. Uh, and yeah, Crusaders won 2-1. <laughs> nice one. So yeah. that was that was your excitement while the, I was going to say, while the international break was on. So Exactly. So uh, on the 63rd minute, uh, Porter Down scored. So I was like, uh, here we go. Uh, but then on the, just the 79th and the 80th minute, both uh, Crusaders goals come. So within a minute of each other, and then on the 88th minute, uh, Crusaders miss a penalty. <laughs> oh, it should have been three-one, is what you're saying here. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, there's there's our inner Irishness of the bitterness to being like we won two-one, <laughs> could have been fucking three-one. Exactly. Uh, to do the rest of the games, uh, Coleraine or two, uh, uh, Coleraine beat Larne two-nil, Ballymena beat Carrick Rangers two-nil, and Dungannon got beat four-nil by Glenavon. Yeah, from that one, though, I would have said, I mean, Coleraine Lawrence, obviously a big one. That's where all those teams are taking points off each other. So just nobody's catching at the top. Exactly. Um, uh, moving on to Wednesday, the 31st. Uh, the only real games uh, to look at here are, uh, number one, one of the biggest upsets in world football that has ever happened. Uh, and uh, England, uh, uh, you know, uh, beat Poland 2-1. Uh, at Wembley, uh, I ended up watching that game. It was okay. 
uh, not great. Um, Scotland beat the Faroe Islands 4-0, uh, which was pretty decent for them. Uh, and Northern Ireland drew 0-0 with Bulgaria. But the main game you want to talk about, the Minnows, North Macedonia, we've talked about them quite a lot. They beat former world champions, Germany. And can I point out the second Macedonian goal, which was the, the finisher, was fucking great. In the 85th minute as well. Like, yeah, oh. beautiful, beautiful cross. Now, the two uh, the two centre-backs shot it on better because the two of them were drifting. One was ball-watching and the other one was, I'm assuming, tracking somebody behind him. Mm. And no, no one was in the middle. The guy was just like, I'm here, my old lads. I just dinked it. It was fucking <laughs> lovely. Just twiddling his thumbs. like. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was... I don't know. I, I mean, like, I like international break, but you know yourself, man. You just go, like, what is the fucking point when it's just so monotonous all the time? Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we'll we'll move on to Friday night. So uh, one Northern Irish Premiership game on Balamina were hosting Crusaders. You'll never guess. Two wins on the fucking trot. <laughs> Look at this. I could have guessed that, but you wouldn't allow yourself that hope. Exactly, exactly. Who she, uh, you know, 1-0 winners, you know, uh, we're still on the bottom half of the table, but hey, we're we're going to stay up, uh, hopefully. Uh, that That's me saying it, but, you know, it literally could that's go anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on to Saturday's games. Uh, a couple Football of, is back. I know. Football came back. A, a, a couple of really good results here, too. Um, so... Chelsea well, hang get- on, hang on. A really good result if you're uh, a bookie, a bad result if, you're, <laughs> if you gamble every week and just, just be like, what the fuck is going on here? Exactly. Don't know what's happening. So West Bromwich Albion uh, beat Chelsea 5-2 at Stamford Bridge. Okay, I, I think from that one, we can you can lay that squarely at uh, the feet probably of Thiago Silver, can you? Mm, well, f- so in the fifth minute, he gets a yellow card. Uh, and then they go one nil up just before the half an hour mark with uh, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic scoring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then two minutes later, uh, uh, Thiago Silva gets sent off, which means uh, Hakim Ziyech uh, gets taken off for Christensen. Uh, and then obviously Branislav Hivanovic, who only came on for something what like thirteen minutes, uh, gets. Uh, um, I think he got injured and he had to come off. Yeah. Something like that, mm. and then two goals for West Brom before halftime. So they're leading going into the break. So I don't know what Sam Allardyce said, but you know they were at one point they were four one up, uh, and they looked to be sailing. Uh, Mason Mount scoring in the seventy first minute, and then Callum Robinson scoring the ninety first ish minute. And yeah, yeah, that was that was just that was a dominant win, like. Yeah, five two is no five two is not like a two one fluke. It's not like Macedonia beat Germany two one. Yeah. So everyone was surprised Macedonia scored in the first place. Then they got another one. Nobody in their fucking right mind or their wildest fever dream is saying that West Bromwich Albion are gonna put five past anyone, let alone Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. What did they play Sheffield and fucking Drew nil nil? Do you know what I mean? This is the <laughs> yeah. this is what they're working with. So five two is absolutely massive. Yeah. Uh, the other games on Saturday were Leeds beating uh, Sheffield United 2-1 at home. Uh, yeah. I, I think that was pretty, you know, academic. I don't think Sheffield are going to be trying at all for the rest of the season, really. Um, but it actually, it was pretty uh, advantageous for Leeds to take the win because how many times have we said about their, you know, um, crazy, uh, like high attacking football that they play quite a lot? Uh, and they had to rely on an own goal from Phil Jagielka. 
Yeah, I uh, I felt so bad for Jagielka because it was one of those own goals where it looks like he drives the ball. Mm. You know, one of those ones where you'd be like, a forward would be delighted by that finish. Yeah. It just bounces off him so clean. It's not a wee bobbly one. It's not like, oh, it hits his foot and hits the keeper. He's just doing his job as a defender and it just goes so fucking bad for him. Uh, poor wee pet. Um, uh, also, this was good for, what was it, Liverpool? Um, so Leicester got beat 2-0 at home by Man City. Uh, goals coming from Benjamin Mendy and Gabriel Jesus. Uh, you know, obviously, Leicester being, what's third? Uh, As- yeah, actually, I'll bring up the old tableau while I'm here. Yeah, they're third behind United, like four points behind United. Yeah. And uh, obviously, West Ham in fourth. Um, both our teams are in the Champions League next year, if it ends now. Yeah. Uh, and I would really like it to end now. <laughs> I was going to say, what's mad as well is, like, you couldn't have a more mixed bag of tricks. Wait, just looking at the table here. So we were saying, I mean, Leicester have, in the last five games, lost, draw, win, win, loss. Yeah. It's... West Ham have lost, win, lost, draw, win. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, so. I'll fuck it. I'll take one of everything. Give us one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, moving on to the game at the Emirates at the weekend. Liverpool came away 3-0 winners against Arsenal with Diego Jota scoring twice. He seems to be uh, back on form after coming back from injury and Mo Salah getting one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking a wee fiver on Jota to score in this uh, Champions League. What do you think? <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but they fucking needed that. Like, it, it was a shot in the arm that everybody needed. Like, um, yeah. moving on to Sunday, there's uh, so the couple of games uh, that we won't go too much into Southampton beating Burnley 3 2, and Aston Villa beating Fulham 3 1. Yeah, so we had. Uh... I mean, Southampton, I would expect to beat Burnley. Burnley doing well to score two goals as well. Yeah. Um, Danny and then, the yeah, Villa, Villa, Fulham. I mean, Fulham are obviously your second adopted team, even though they're not a London team, so I don't get that. But mm. yet another one that we, you could have professed that you were getting that Fulham tattoo had they won, because then Villa would have done you a favour. You wouldn't have to get one done. But then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like Fulham were leading for a good bit because, uh, you know, Mitrovic scoring against Ireland hasn't been uh, playing that well for Fulham at all this season. But then Trezeguet just, yeah, 78th, 81st minute, and then Ollie Watkins yeah. finishes at the end. Like, sad. You know, I hope they don't get relegated. But moving on to Newcastle at home, St. James's Park against Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham blow another 2 0 lead. Tottenham, uh, yeah, I mean, look, oh, sorry, Newcastle two, are fighting. 2 1 lead. Sorry, I, I was going to yeah. say, New, Newcastle are fighting for their lives. So they'll be, you know, it's Tooth like claw, the, yeah. the cornered beast is dangerous. But yeah, Spurs w- w- conceding a lot of goals for somebody who have probably the most defensive manager. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. obviously having Hugo Lloris, uh, yeah. one of the best keepers in the world. Obviously, I, not so, so much anymore. Tot- like. Tottenham are such a weird thing to watch because everyone, obviously, I don't know, is. I don't watch enough Spurs games. Is Mourinho not defensive anymore? Because he's got his firepower that he has is amazing, but mm. they're fucking leaking them as well. I don't know unless there there's money need to be spent on a defender or if they need a clear out. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's, it's very yeah, strange. Two two in Newcastle because Newcastle have I've seen them. You know, watch a bit of match today. Watch a few minutes of Newcastle games. Newcastle sometimes can play lovely stuff, and then yeah. you read you read the results sheet and you go, "Oh, they're clearly shite." Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't see them play terrible football. But mm. everyone's conceding two goals. And then, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. 
Spurs definitely should be doing better, but Newcastle at the same point, dying for a few points. So uh, yeah, they'll, be the ha- they'll definitely be the happier team out of that. Um, the late kickoff on Sunday was Manchester United uh, hosting Brighton and Hove Albion. And to- tough watch. Yeah. Tough watch. Here, you know who loves scoring against his old teams? <laughs> Danny, Danny Welbeck. fucking Welbeck. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Arsenal and United, he's both scored against, which, yeah. you know, I, I, I never really rated him, if we're being honest, like, Wellback went from United to Arsenal to, I think it was Watford, and then he went, yeah. went to Brighton. So, fair play to him, who got himself out of a championship team going, to, and then he managed to keep in with exactly, Brighton. Yeah. And, I mean, and if you lived in London, you can drive to Brighton, so you didn't have to move house. Nice work. Smart, smart man. But, yeah. Um, no, 2-1. I start, I watched this game, and 1-0. So, United kind of scored two goals, but didn't seem to be playing much better than they did in the first half when they conceded. So Very strange, yeah. yeah. I honestly, as a United fan, and it hurts me to say, I sometimes can't figure out how we're second. You know what I mean? There's there's obviously uh, there's obviously flashes of brilliance, but it's yeah. not like you're just like, right, you get a flash of brilliance and you get the goal. That's great. That, that's going to win you the game. But it's not like watching a, a Man City where they're just yeah. consistent. You're just like, fuck me. They're just good. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm not complaining if we're going to get into some Champions League football, which gets a few quid, which gets the ball rolling on a potential challenge. But... Yeah, um, yeah, two one uh, should be doing better against Brighton, but three points, I'll take it all day long because it doesn't look like anybody's catching Man City to be worrying about goal difference. Exactly. Um, uh, moving on, so yesterday Monday's games, uh, Everton were hosting Crystal Palace at Goodison Park. It ended one one, and uh, to be honest, it sounds like the most fucking boring game uh, of all time. Like. Yeah, that game doesn't matter, Jordan, because it was a more important game oh, on last night. I'll, I'll just mention quickly that James uh, uh, Rodriguez, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's getting his uh, gender reassignment surgery anytime soon because he's he's too busy scoring goals for Everton. Like, um, But yes, the, <laughs> ma- the, the, the main attraction of Monday night, the late night kickoff that had me shitting myself for the majority of the second half. Now, West Ham uh, went to Molyneux to play Wolves. Jesse Lingard, sixth minute, absolutely fantastic goal. Uh, and then uh, uh, Fornals scores like uh, just over 10 minutes later. You're very happy, 2 0 up. And then Jason Bowen comes on two minutes later, you know, 3 0. You're thinking, you know, who are we? I, 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 I don't know this West Ham. I, and I like it, you know. Uh, and then. Uh, uh, will score uh, one, and the, uh, just before the second half starts, and you're thinking, "Do you remember what happened at Arsenal?" And then you're thinking, "No, it yeah. couldn't happen again." And then Fabio Silva scores in the 68th minute, and I was like, "Don't you fucking dare!" Yeah, six, 68 Not. minutes is such a disgusting time because oh. you you have to sit there for what 22 minutes, let's say 25 with injury time. Mm. And hey, by that point, you're, you're comp- I know. <laughs> by by that point, your confidence is so wrecked. You're like, well, we're not going to score now. It's not going to be four two. It's yeah. either stand like this, or it's fucking. They're going to score so. exactly. And I'm very happy to report West Ham went away three nil winners. Uh, yeah, another three points. Uh, I think it took a lot. It, it took a lot to get over the three three draw with Arsenal, and then obviously with the elongated international break. 
it was slightly difficult. But in that time, Thomas, so check yourself before you wreck yourself, got voted uh, Czech Football Player of the Year and scored a hat-trick. Uh, Jesse Lingard and Declan Rice, both playing fantastic. In the three games for England uh, during this, so the two qualifiers and one um, friendly, friendly, all the man of the or men of the match is uh, man of the matches uh, were West Ham players. Two for Declan Rice and one for Jesse Lingard. Not bad. That's 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 a good record for. I mean, if you're talking about a team that's now fourth with what is essentially their homegrown talent, where they're yeah. trying to get a few more English players into the squad. So yeah, if they can keep, uh, keep people in playing international duties, there you go. Uh, yeah, but, uh, well, the only bad thing is Declan Rice is out for like four or five weeks now with an injury, he picked up an international duty. So ah. you're just like, mm. but although Mark Noble played fantastic against Wolves there on Monday night. So, the, like, yeah. my dude, Mark Noble is Captain West Ham, though. You know what I mean? He's, Mr. Uh, West Ham. I love him. Like, yeah, um, you can, you can, whatever you, whatever you lack in skill, you can make up by impure guts and glory shit. Like, exactly. Uh, oh, what was that tweet? Uh, I, don't, I don't think you put it out on the podcast, but it was one of your friends tweeted. It's like, you know, Sergio. No, I, uh, I, I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen in my fucking life. I, I, do, I don't want to repeat it because it needs to be word for word because it was so fucking beautifully put. It was basically just what would happen if West Ham get into European football next year. I, uh, can you? We dare to dream. Uh, when, when, you, was, when was West Ham's last European jaunt? Fuck, man. You, now you're fucking asking? Definitely. Absolutely. Well, what, 2000 and... Even, even like Europa League, you know what I mean? 15, it doesn't have to be... I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost sure. I remember the reason we got into it was for the fair play rule because we had the least amount of yellow cards. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just like in Europe? It. Yeah. That's how we got That's into the Europa League. The, one of the most random ones, uh, I remember Fulham got into it a few years ago and I was like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah, Fulham's playing in Europe. Like. And then beating Juventus and uh, Craven Cottage. Went on a pure run. That's fucking hilarious. Well, uh, so I just quickly Googled it there um, and it goes like uh, uh, West Ham uh, beat 1860 Munich uh, at Wembley Arena in 19th, uh, the 19th of May 1965 uh, uh, to win the Cup Winners' Cup. So that Cup was Winners' Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the, that's the old, basically, yeah. what is now the Europa. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, uh, sorry, tell a lie, 2016, 2017. That was Europa League. Mm-hmm. They got uh, they got to the qualifying round. Uh, they they got through there uh, and then got put out in the playoff round. Okay, well, with a bit of luck, they'll be in the Champions League next year. Gets a call up a couple of pounds, and then you get to watch them play with the wee Champions League music. I'll be great. It'll um, be good for you. Tears. Gives a soul, buddy. Good for oh, soul. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, should we get into injury or injury time? We're already doing injury time. Story time. That's what I wanted to say. It's all injury time. That's hey. two story time. Cool. So, uh, story time this week is uh, when we first started the podcast, this was definitely one of the uh, stories that I was like, yes, this will make a great story. Um, but we've never really had uh, gotten the time really to get around to it uh, because, you know, Maradona dying and loads of other things. Um, and things that we just thought, you know, might make the better story. But this one, gee golly, 
it's going to be a good story. Uh, this story time is about uh, U.S. Olympic uh, figure skater Tonya Harding and the story around the 1994 Winter Olympics. Yes, this was a shame and a disgrace. And actually something, you, you literally couldn't write this. This is like something from a soap opera. Well, you, you say a disgrace. I say initiative. <laughs> okay. You, you know? Uh, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, one of the um, biggest stories of sport and crime mixed together. Um, so Tanya Harding uh, is an American former uh, figure skater, a retired boxer, and a reality television personality born in Portland, Oregon. Um, raised in a single uh, parent household, spent most of her time uh, uh, figure skating from a young age, uh, and then dropped out of school to devote her time f- full time to the sport after the climbing in the ranks of the U.S. figure skating championships between 1986 and 1989. Uh, Harding then won the 1989 Skate America competition. Um, uh, And then let's see here. Uh, She had been the 1991 and 1994 U.S. champion before being stripped of her titles in 1994. And if you don't know why, we're going to get to it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, basically... uh, she grew up in Portland, Oregon, which is on uh, the west coast of America. Not necessarily known for its figure skating. Uh, definitely uh, the Midwest states like Minnesota, Milwaukee and stuff like that are definitely more known for their winter sports. Um, it's probably just due to the almost, I don't know, I don't want to say tropical. It's more like, you know, kind of like Cambodia during the monsoon season. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, that was my experience in Portland, Oregon, like. It's actually really nice though. I liked it. I went to a place called Astoria and I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, Tanya uh, was born November 12th, Portland, Oregon to Lavana Golden and Albert Harding and was raised in East Portland, uh, beginning skating at the age of three years old. Three. That's like that's like a proper pushy parent shit. That yeah, like. that yeah, proper tiger mom like. Um, but yes, uh, during her youth, Harding also hunted, drag raced, and learned automotive mechanics from her father. Okay, so, so hunted, drag racing. All right, that yeah, off. and she could have been a mechanic. Um, he held various odd jobs, uh, including. Uh, managing apartments, driving a truck, and working at a bait and tackle shop, yet was often unemployed due to ill health. Uh, Lavana struggled to support her family uh, while working as a waitress and a hands and hand sewed her daughter's skating uniforms, uh, costumes really, uh, as they were not uh, being they didn't have the money to purchase them. And obviously, I don't really have any uh, fast experience with uh, figure skating dresses and stuff like that. Um, but there was the puck stop. Uh, in the Donald Ice Bowl where um, when we used to play hockey and stuff like that, we would go in to get like hockey tape or get our skate sharpened or whatever it is. And you're looking at some of the dresses and stuff like that they have on sale and the price of them like pre-made, not like tailored or anything like that, were astronomically more than like a set of pads were for ice hockey. Like, so (laughs) I think that's the only reason my dad was like, you're going to do ice hockey, son. You're not going to do figure skating. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, um, oh, I, I thought it was obviously because you're uh, you're so aerodynamic and graceful. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you think that? That's why they stuck me in net. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's 
it's obviously a lot of money and you know they weren't exactly what you'd expect you know a figure skaters family to be um you know working uh kind of you know hard really difficult jobs like you know i i have never managed a, an apartment but the way my estate agents kind of do it it seems like a really difficult job <laughs> you know what i mean and hey yeah. um you know driving and stuff like that so fair play to them you know uh that by the time she was seven years old, physical and psychological abuse had become a regular part of her life. Lavana admitted to one instance of hitting her uh, at an ice rink in January 2018. Harding's childhood friend and filmmaker Sandra Luckow spoke in defense of Harding's mother because she felt the 2017 film I, Tonya stretched some truths uh, about Lavana's character. Uh, Lucklow said that although Harding's mother could be egregious towards their daughter, what does egregious mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, better than an old cunt. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Um, Lavana uh, funded and uh, uh, attended all of Harding's skating lessons and was a uh, and had a huge amount of her uh, her humanity, which I mean, like you're <laughs> you're you're a fucking mother. Just because you take her to fucking ice skating doesn't show that you got, like you know you're a pillar of the fucking community. Like, yeah. Also, egregious basically means shockingly bad. So yeah. Ah. There we go. I, I was just translating that into uh, into how we would talk here. Also, I can't believe we've got this many episodes in without somebody dropping a C-bomb. So there we go. Nice no, work. Surely I've said cunt before. Like, Well, you have now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we'll skip forward through her actual skating career, uh, even though, you know, she uh, placed loads of different... Uh, podium finishes at uh, the u.s figure skating championships and places like uh, in 1986 1987 88 and 89 uh and then the national championships uh was where she really started getting uh uh like proper i don't know recognition i guess from different people in the industry um and then in the 1991 skate america competition harding recorded three firsts uh the first woman uh first woman to complete a triple axle in her short program no idea what hang that on, hang on. i thought you meant like three gold medals You're like, no, <laughs> no 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 her no. three first words she's the first person to do this okay. <laughs> yeah exactly uh the first woman to successfully execute two triple axles in a single competition and the first person to complete a triple axle in combination with a double toe loop if anyone can explain that to us, I would love to hear it. Uh, but... Joe was brilliant as well. You, there was one part there where you you accidentally put a, a comma into your speech where you went, the first woman to successfully execute. <laughs> Dude, I, and I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck me, what happened? This, I was like, I know I know the story doesn't go well for her, but I don't remember this, but you know what I mean? That was perfect. That was so well done. Accidentally, uh, but very funny. Excellent. Uh, so she, she was the first person to do all these moves that we have no idea what they mean. I wonder exactly. if like, yeah. Uh, what was what was the Will Ferrell skating movie? Yeah, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Oh. What is it like the Iron Lotus? Like that, that kind of thing. Hey, that was a great movie. Uh, I know we're getting sidetracked, but great movie. Um, so like, let's focus get down. let let's get into the juicy parts. Uh, um, so yeah, the 19- no one's here for your list of achievements. You fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll, we're going straight to the 1994 Kobo Arena attack. So 
at around 2.35 Eastern Standard Time on January 6, 1994, American figure skater Nancy Kerrigan was struck on the lower right thigh by a telescopic baton by an assailant uh, Shane Stant as she walked in the corridor in the Cobo Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Carrigan had been practicing skating on the ice rink in the arena shortly beforehand. The attack was planned by obviously fellow American figure skater Tonya Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Gillooly. I think I, I think that's how you pronounce it. G what a shit name for a bad guy. I know, G-I-L-L-O-O-L-Y. I will give you Galuli. Yeah. Galuli, yeah. Um, and uh, his co-conspirator, Sean Eckhart. Um, they hired Stan and his uncle, Derek Smith, to carry out the attack. Galuli and Eckhart both claimed Harrigan was involved in the attack and had knowledge of it beforehand. Harding obviously denied any involvement or knowledge of the attack, despite Galuli's and Eckhart's claims. Um, the attack itself intended to prevent Carrigan from taking part in the ongoing 1994 U.S. figure skating championships and the upcoming Winter Olympics, thus increasing the prospects of Harding in both figure skating, uh, in both figure skating events. Sorry, uh, Carrigan would not compete in the U.S. Uh, championships, but recovered in time to compete in the Winter Olympics. Both Carrigan and Harding competed in the Olympics, but Harding was later banned for life from the U.S. Figure Skating Association um, from all future figure skating events. Okay, and not in a first for us, but this, this one isn't actually as violent as normal. I know, right? I mean, like, <laughs> so, it's just... <laughs> so she was basically um, banned for life for orchestrating an attack on an opponent. So obviously she couldn't do it herself. And it's yeah. not like ice hockey where you can go out at the same time on the ice and put the person into the boards. Yeah. There's no body checking and figure skating. <laughs> So Unfortunately, not. So she arranged through her ex-husband and bodyguard to have Kerrigan injured. Does she not realize that she has to compete against more people than Nancy Kerrigan? Well, like, I think I think I know I know was Kerrigan <laughs> was defending champion, but obviously maybe she just kept fucking beating her, did she? Uh, it looks like it, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, do you think she thought it was just like one on one, and then she, somebody just tells her before she goes onto the ice? It's like you know, there's like five other competitors here she's like fuck i can't i can't afford that many people to go around smacking people with exactly. telescopic buttons exactly bring two buttons and use one in each hand cut the time down in half um so yeah after the um aftermath of that uh it you know she became a national pariah really uh in america uh, like obviously people uh not being so happy uh that it was kind of like you know a public bad guy almost. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't catch Americans doing anything with that. Yeah, uh, definitely not. Certainly not on the world stage. Certainly not, you know. Fuck sake, America! What he's done anyway? No, exactly. So um, after the the whole fallout from her um, her ice skating. Uh, uh, not debut, but like her career. Uh, in 1994, an explicit video clip of Harding Topless was shown on A Kern Defer. Three still frames of the clip were also published by a British tabloid newspaper, uh, commonly known as The Sun. Oh, fucking that. Yeah, thing. classic. Uh, not and, available for sale in Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, or, or from this house. I'm taking a yeah. stand. Um, the New York Post uh, reported that Jeff Galuli had supplied the videotape fragment 
uh, for an undisclosed sum of money. So. So he sold a topless video of his ex-wife who already was okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's kind of tabloid fodder, I suppose. That's the kind of shit they want to see. Bit shitty, like. But um, later on that year, in July twenty sixth, Penthouse Magazine announced that its September issue was uh, a feature different stills of Harding and Galuli having sex from the same <laughs> extended videotape. Um, the thirty five minute here, thirty five minute. Jesus. Um, Perfect. So, does, do you think does that include the uh, does that does that include the uh, the begging? And the... <laughs> yeah, I promise I won't show anyone this yet. Um, uh, the thirty-five minute sex tape would also be copied and marketed exclusively by Penthouse. Both Galuli and Harding used the same agent to negotiate equal payment on the Penthouse sale. So I mean, like, Mental. I think I think they looked at it and they were like, you know, hey, I kind of everything's hit the skids here. We might as well make a little bit of money out of this. You know what I mean? Sure as well. Got to cash in while it's going. Like Smart. Uh, and then on the 22nd of June, uh, 1994 was some year for Tanya, Hard- or, uh, Tanya Harding, to be fair. Uh, in, uh, so June 22nd, Portland, Oregon, uh, Harding appeared on a triple A professional wrestling show as the manager of uh, wrestling stable Los Gringos Locos, which I, okay. because I'm a, perfect Spanish uh, student. That means the crazy gringos. Um, the night's performance included Art Barr and Eddie Guerrero. We talked about oh, Eddie Guerrero uh, on the Chris Benoit episode. Uh, a prominent musical event was unsuccessful when Harding and her band, the Golden Blades, were booed off stage at their only performance. This was in 1995 in Portland, Oregon. okay (laughs) so i don't know she must have just gone like here what can i do oh i like playing music i'll try that uh and then you know didn't work out Uh, in 1994 this is again harding was cast in a low budget action movie (laughs) uh called breakaway uh the film was released (laughs) in 1996 to six cinemas and was never played again (laughs) okay so she went from being a uh olympic figure skater to showed up in a wrestling promotion, then mm-hmm. played in a band. Yep. Then an um, action movie star in a movie nobody saw. Jesus, because like, there must have been nothing the woman wouldn't try. Man, there's so much more. Um, Harding also appeared on television on the game show The Weakest Link. Uh, not many people know this, but uh, the um, the host of that show is my mother. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, Anne Robinson. That's not your mother. Ah, oh, never mind. Same name. <laughs> um, um, so uh, she, yeah, she appeared on the game show The Weakest Link, 15 Minutes of Fame edition in 2002, uh, along with Kato Kalen. Um, do you know who that is? No, but I'm enjoying that. It's called The 15 Minutes of Fame, and the people that are on it need the work, so can't argue with the fact that they've just been accused of only having 15 minutes of fame. No, who, who was they on with? Uh, so uh, Kato Kalen uh, was... Um, uh, to, uh, he, he witnessed the O.J. Simpson murder case, essentially. Oh, okay. There you go. And that yeah. and that got him in the weakest link. What the fuck, man? You know, if that's all it <laughs> takes, I mean, like, uh, I'll not say it. Um, since leaving uh, uh, skating, uh, Harding has worked as a welder, mm-hmm. a painter, a metal fabricator. And oh, a hard... Making making your own because you didn't win any. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> oh, and, metal, not yeah. metal. <laughs> uh, and a hardware sales clerk at Sears. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I know, like completely fine, but like it's just to see the, you know, kind of downfall. Uh, as of 2017, she stated that she was working uh, as a painter and deck builder, uh, and she resides in Vancouver. Washington DC and I've got or Washington state sorry um but I also have a funny story about Washington uh, or Vancouver in Washington uh my dad was supposed to book us on a train from Vancouver British Columbia down to uh Seattle Washington uh but my dad booked it from uh Vancouver Washington instead <laughs> of Vancouver BC so we were like why are our tickets not going through the fucking you know ticket machine uh, yeah. It's because my father was an imbecile. Um, but this is one of the, I, I saved this uh, for the last because, hey, it's going to be funny. Um, so in 2002, Harding started her very own boxing career. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, she boxed against Paula Jones for the Fox Network celebrity boxing event, actually winning the fight. Oh, okay. On February 22nd, 2003, she made her official women's professional boxing debut, losing all four rounds, split decisions against Samantha Browning on the undercard of the Mike Tyson-Clifford Attain fight. Okay. Wow, that's a pretty big... I mean, yeah, you get on the undercard of a Tyson fight. That's decent. Like, um, Harding's boxing career came, around, uh, came about amid rumors that she was having financial difficulties and needed to fight in the ring to earn money. Um, she did another celebrity boxing match on The Man Show and won against co-host Doug Stanhope. No way. Love Stan Stanhope. Ho yeah, Stanhope later claimed on his podcast that uh, the fight was fixed because Tonya Harding uh, refused to fight a man. I, I don't know. Mm, okay. Uh, on March uh, 23rd, 2004, it was reported that she cancelled a planned boxing match against Tracy Carlton in Oakland, California, uh, because of an alleged death threat against her. <laughs> uh, well, on, it was someone else's turn. She's been trying to kill people before. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on June 24th, 2004, she was defeated by Amy Johnson in a match held in edmonton alberta canada uh, fans reportedly booed harding as she entered the ring and cheered wildly for johnson when she won at the third round um her boxing career was cut short because of her asthma oh been there kid exactly and her overall record was six competitive fights three wins and three losses well, she had more wins in fucking more wins in boxing than she had medals from skating. So well played. Exactly, uh, uh, and then a couple other appearances on <laughs> the worst cooks in America and Dancing with the Stars, which is essentially like Strictly Come Dancing, but through the American market. Oh, is there nothing this woman hasn't been on? I like I don't like her now. You know, like, I think just, like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. on every TV show, being like, oh yeah, I remember that thing you did in nineteen ninety. What was it? Why yeah. are you still on TV? Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, that was the story of Tanya Harding. Uh, and also, if you want to see uh, a fictionalized version of that, there's I, Tanya, which is movie. the movie starring Margot Robbie. And I can tell you now, spoiler alert, Tanya Harding is not as good looking as Margot Robbie. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder, my friend. Uh, hang on, dude. Have you not even seen that movie where they try to, uh, they try to ugly her up and it doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> just makes her more beautiful i don't know um right should we get on to uh uh the uh, 
games coming up this week, and then I'll ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll blow this popsicle stand. Absolutely, buddy. Okay, perfect. Do you know what as well as you know? I always find that was weird because I have never actually visited a popsicle stand. So let's yeah, that is let weird. alone let alone blown one. Um, <laughs> So, uh, starting off on Tuesday night, uh, there is a whole wealth of games. There's European Champions League quarterfinals, Man City against Dortmund, and Real Madrid against Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Who's your money on? Why did you say Liverpool like he just had a stroke? Are you okay, Jordan? Mm. I know you have a bad heart. Jordan? He's still there. He's still there. It's okay. L- Liverpool. Stevie Javats. You have to do that. Now he's in the back of the throat for the pool bit. Liverpool. And go up, <laughs> go up about three octaves. Liverpool, so, Liverpool. Yeah. There you go. Much Liverpool. better. Have, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have a lager, please. Yeah. Uh, can I cook? I, I don't know. I'm gonna stop now before I find another um, race of people. Uh, are Liverpudlians race? No, I mean they're Bernie people. Uh, why, okay. Then why sure, are they always miss. running from the police? <laughs> hey. Uh, I go. miss stand up so much. Um, I know. I, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I um, I obviously even before uh, knowing that Ramos and Ferran are both out for Real Madrid, still would have picked Liverpool because Karim Benzema surely should be dead soon, and uh, Eden Hazard is dead. So um, yeah, uh, but only on the inside. Only yeah, exactly, inside. exactly. That's what happens. Uh, but for City Dortmund, I think that's probably going to be the most entertaining game, given City's kind of track record in the Champions League. Uh, that's the only thing that would make me want to give it to Dortmund, but on form, player ability, and everything else, Man City gets it for me. But I don't. The other thing is, I I feel like whenever City do eventually go out of Europe, when that happens, I feel like it's always a game that they should have won or yeah. deserve to win, or like it's never that they just show up and have a stinker. You're just like, yeah. how did City lose that game? Exactly. So, but I I will go I'll go City Liverpool just because I yeah. there's. I'm going City Liverpool. Too much too. money in the Premier League. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, there's also a couple of Northern Ireland uh, Premiership games: uh, Balamina mm-hmm. or hosting Glentoran, Carrick Rangers against Crusaders, Cliftonville against Dungannon, Glenavon against Warren Point, and Portadown or against Larne. No massive games there, is there? Nothing really, no. Okay. Nothing what else really. we got during the week? Exactly. So uh, uh, what have we got? Uh, European quarter or Champions League quarterfinals on Wednesday night. Uh, Bayern Munich, obviously without Serge Gnabry, uh, take on PSG. Neymar is still injured. Um, uh, Lewandowski is injured as well for Bayern. So it's going to be a very interesting game. That'll be definitely a bit better. Uh, I'm going to say, so PSG will still have Mbappe, yeah? So Yes, to my knowledge. Yeah, uh, Baron PSG. Uh, oh man, without Lewandowski, I'd probably give it to PSG. But yeah, either way, that could be a. I think another ba- great game. Yeah, well, it was the final of last year, like so. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna give it to Bayern just because I think, uh, out of all aspects of play, like goalkeeping, defense, midfield, and striking force, uh, Bayern have the best in pretty much every department, probably. Uh, apart from striking, just because obviously them having uh, Icardi, Mbappe, and Di Maria, and uh, what's his face, uh, Neymar as well. So <laughs> it's like, what's his face? Is he Brazilian as well? <laughs> right. 
um, and then the other game on Wednesday is probably the game that I'm most excited to watch this week. It is FC Porto against Chelsea. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good old game. Yeah, and especially if you're looking at it, um, uh, Christian Pulisic has, is questionable if he'll be starting the game uh, because of a muscle injury that he picked up against West Bromwich Albion. And if you're Porto looking at it going like, okay, they lost to the uh, West Bromwich Albion who are 19th in the league. This is strike when the iron's hot and, yeah. you know, make sure you They're don't concede any goals. Yeah. At home. Yeah. That's just key. Uh, and then uh, also Limfield play Coleraine uh, in the Northern Irish Premiership on Wednesday. That is a big game. Yeah. That's huge. Huge. Tail to the top, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. One, uh, first, first, or second. Uh, moving on to Thursday to the Europa League games. Oh, a couple of juicy ones here. So Ajax against Roma in. Uh, yes, I would say Ajax Roma would maybe be potentially the game of the evening. And I say that because United yeah. are playing as well. But exactly. yeah. Uh, Arsenal are playing Slavia Prague. I would say Slavia Prague because Arsenal yeah. are probably still smarting from the spanking they got at the weekend. Exactly. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb are against Villarreal. Villarreal have been, I think they're outside favourites now to win. The whole thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so. Yeah, you've never really noticed them and now they're here at like the fucking, what, quarter semi, semi-finals? Quarter finals, yeah. Quarter finals. Quarter finals. Yeah. Nice jersey too. Yeah, lovely. Uh, yellow submarine. Um, and then Granada are playing United. So yeah, United, United away. So yeah, exactly. Get one goal and then just be happy with it. Like that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, on Friday, there's one Premiership match. Fulham ho- uh, host Wolves at Craven Cottage. Um, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, you know, w- Wolves haven't been great this season. You never know what's going to happen, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Manchester City play Leeds at the Etihad. Liverpool host Aston Villa uh, at uh, Anfield. It'll be very interesting to see how that one goes because remember the last time they played in the league? Yes, start of the like, year. But also, man, this is Man. This is Man City and Liverpool coming off international or international uh, European midweek mm-hmm. to play at the weekend again. So and yeah. Chelsea as well. Fuck yeah. Crystal Palace might have more of a shot than they're giving themselves credit for. I know, hopefully. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Burnley hosts Newcastle at Turf Moor. Uh, that definitely does not sound like an appetizing game, does it? No, early kickoff as well. Maybe maybe have your Sunday lunch first, folks, yeah. before you kick into the old West Ham Leicester <laughs> game because that's going to be Ooh. juicy. Yeah, uh, th- uh, this is the tits. Like, um, because I, th- I think I'm just going to double check on the standings here. But I think that means we would go third if we win and all the other results go for us. So obviously we need people like Chelsea and Spurs to lose. So yeah. you could do us a huge favor by beating Spurs. Um, no, it means that we would just be uh, a point behind Leicester in, fo- in third. Yeah, but third's better than trying to track fourth exactly, all the time. So exactly. You, you, you want that breathing room that you'll be leapfrogged and keep coming back after yeah. a win. A hundred percent. Tottenham are up against United uh, at White Hart Lane. Uh, as we said, you know, sorry if you're a Spurs fan, but uh, you don't deserve to win. <laughs> and um, Sheffield United host Arsenal. Uh, yeah, actually, not a bad Sunday, I would say. So the the I'd say Liverpool Villa should be decent on Saturday, but yeah, Sunday. Um, United 
Spurs, I don't know how good a game that would be. They'll, they'll make up, obviously, the press will make a big deal out of it because it's, you know, uh, United and Mourinho and all that stuff. But mm. yeah, I think it not not the most uh, fiery weekend, but a couple of decent games, something worth watching. Get a wee right. beer on, get, yeah. get your Sunday dinner. Uh, on Monday, a couple of games that don't really affect anything up at the top of the table. Uh, West Brom are playing Southampton uh, yeah. at uh, West Brom, and then Brighton and Hove, Albion host Everton. Uh, yeah, that's not really affecting anybody anywhere. That's mid-table, isn't it? Not really at all. Uh, but then uh, we'll just finish up here on Tuesday night. Uh, so it's the second leg of the Chelsea against Porto, this one being Stamford Bridge, and uh, PSG against Bayern. Uh, and that Which will is be in Paris. Paris, yeah. And then uh, there's also a couple of Northern Irish Premiership games. Uh, Glen Torren against Coleraine, Porto Down against Dungannon, and Warren Point against Carrick Rangers. And yeah, that is pretty much all the games you've got to look forward to. And hopefully by that point, we will be back anyway, and we will do oh, a yeah. re- uh, review on what has happened in the European football the previous week, which should set you up nicely for these games. That's we the definitely will. Uh, so yeah, all that's left to do is to give you some juicy, juicy questions. You ready for this shizzle? Absolutely not. Let's do it. <laughs> Just remember, last week I got three out of three, and I was really proud of it. Look. Yeah, I mean, your fucking questions were too easy. Stick, stick <laughs> to being nice, yes. Felt bad for you because uh, you got you one out of three yourself twice. <laughs> um, okay, so um, this is a GAA question. Thank you. What is the only county to have won the Liam McCarthy and the Sam McGuire in the same year? Cork. Correct. I'm reading that book at the minute about how they did it. Oh, is there there's a book about yeah, yeah. They, How many dual code players did they have? That would be the big thing, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Anybody? Uh, I'm, I have no idea, but hey, you'd be very talented if you're in both county teams. Like, um, yeah, true as well. Exactly. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't. I, I would happily play hurling for Dan, but you see, if they, they try and get me up to start uh, playing for the football team, I'll just be like, lads, look, I'd love to help. I have great patriotic pride for my county, but I just couldn't be fucked, you know. Yeah, and, and obviously you want to be a goalie, so you yeah, can't exactly. football without it with a stick. Yeah, yeah that's what they say. Um, uh, but yes, okay, so one out of one, not too bad. Not too okay. bad. You should be happy okay. with that. But um, who, this is a rugby question now. Okay. Who was the team who won the first ever Six Nations. The Six Nations? Yes, when it changed in 2000. So in 2000, the first ones to win it were France. Do you, are you, are you, are you are checking you... your answer? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm trying to be like Chris Tarrant. Um, are you sure? Jordan, this is an audio podcast. Don't leave dead air. People think their fucking phone stopped. <laughs> Jordan, is Jordan dead? Um, uh, so, I froze. Oh, have I frozen? No, no, I thought you froze. Um, no, okay, so uh, do you want to stick with France as your final answer? Uh, yes, because now I'm doubting that it is France, but fuck it, go on, France. Incorrect. Uh, I was going to say they were just really good back then. <laughs> Angleterre. Uh, oh, yeah? Les Anglais? Okay. England won the 2000. All right, cool. Um, well, not really cool, but one, that's, a, that's an incorrect one. Go for it. Uh, not great, is it? Yeah, wasn't going to be Ireland. We were shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, this last one is a football question. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it's pretty simple. Hopefully you'll get it. If you can name every single team that Manchester United legend, there's only three you need to, there's only, well, four in total uh, that you need to name, but uh, who were the teams that Rio Ferdinand has played for? Rio Ferdinand has played for Man United, yes. West Ham. Correct. QPR. Correct. There's another one? Did you there's, say three teams? There's Technically, there's two teams, but uh, he was on loan to Bournemouth, so I won't count that one. Did I get the three? You've oh, got, no, that's... You've got three. I need so, one more? Yeah, you need one more. Does England count because he played international? Nope, doesn't count. Club football. Uh, he played from 2000 to 2002 here. 2000 to 2002. Mm-hmm. QPR, West Ham, Manchester he, he, United. Yeah. He, came, he he left this team to go to United. Yeah, this is going to fucking melt me now. Oh, was he at Leeds? Yes, correct. Okay, two out of oh, three. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not bad. Man, there, yeah. I guarantee you the majority of the people listening to this are screaming, Leeds! It was fucking Leeds! <laughs> God, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, not too bad, man. Yeah, that was okay. When you yeah. said three teams, I was like, "Yeah, I know three teams." And then you're like, "There's four. I was like, "What?" Yeah. No, uh, because I was I was assuming that uh, it was I, I did West Ham, uh, United, and QPR, but I forgot he played for Leeds myself. Uh, <laughs> Change the fucking question while I was it, answering. It. Hey, man, it's improvisation. I can't help it. Um, so uh, I would just All like right. to. Um, uh, I'm not thanking Rona because uh, she hasn't done any work. Um, but hey, what else is new, huh? Uh, what did you do? Watch a fucking Margot Robbie movie? How hard was that for you? Well, pretty <laughs> oh, hard. No, I, pretty yeah, hard. No, have you seen the movie? Uh, no, I actually liked it. Um, uh, I would also like to thank Johnny Bo, but also not thank him because he hasn't done anything this week. Uh, I would like to thank you, Darren Matthews, for uh, gifting me the gift that is organized hurling. <laughs> Here, training starts next week, man. So uh, start. We'll start working on shot stopping. I'll figure I'm, out how to. I'm ready. I'm ready. I try. Got to figure out how to take you to training without affecting our insurance because your heart's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm happy enough just, you know, starting but uh, kind of like the bad news burrs of the GAA. You know, my yeah. own ragtag group of hurlers. <laughs> Breaking hurls and fucking shit up. Yeah. Uh, yeah the break- mighty pucks. What about that? <laughs> oh, not bad. I was thinking uh, uh, smashing hurls and impregnating girls. No? <laughs> no? Too much? Uh, Consensually, of course. <laughs> Consensually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going... I was gonna say, can we can we tell a story about how, why you made me take a photo of you when you were hurling? Oh yeah, okay. So um, I when we were playing hurling, I asked Darren if he would take some photos of me because I would like to attract more Catholic people on my Tinder profile. <laughs> um, uh, so far, it hasn't. It worked. was just the we um the wee voice note you sent me was just so perfect. You're just like. Hey man, it's just I don't know where. Just Jordan's voice. I was like, oh, because normally he sends me a voice note. It's just like, hey, we're gonna record this night. We're gonna talk about this. I'm like, yeah, all for it. He just sent me this little thing that was like eight seconds long. It just went, hey man, next time we're hurling, can you take more photos of me so I can attract some Catholic girls on Tinder? All right, thank you. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> all about the business. <laughs> and then I would also like to thank myself for trying to be more cross community with the amount of likes I get on Tinder. Um, yeah. I've been Jordan Robinson. I've been Darren Matthews. See you guys next week. Bye.